0: Sometimes, however, the counter mechanism can go wrong. Erratic habits of sleeping and eating can interfere with its function. Uncertainty can throw it for a loop. It is for such reasons that I always ask my clinical clients first about sleep. The next thing I ask about is breakfast. Other bad habits can also interfere with the counter's accuracy. Sometimes this happens directly for poorly understood biological reasons, and sometimes it happens because those habits initiate a complex positive feedback loop. A positive feedback loop requires an input detector, an amplifier, and some form of output. Imagine a signal picked up by the input detector, amplified, and then emitted in amplified form so far so good. The trouble starts when the input detector detects that output and runs it through the system again, amplifying and emitting it again. A few rounds of intensification and things get dangerously out of control. Most people have been subject to the deafening howling of feedback at a concert when the sound system squeals painfully. The microphone sends a signal to the speakers. The speakers emit the signal. The signal can be picked up by the microphone and sent through the system again, if it's too loud or too close to the speakers. The sound rapidly amplifies to unbearable levels, sufficient to destroy the speakers if it continues. The same destructive loop happens within people's lives. Much of the time when it happens, we label it mental illness even though it's not only or even at all occurring inside people's psyches. Addiction to alcohol or another mood-altering drug is a common positive feedback process. Imagine a person who enjoys alcohol perhaps a bit too much. He has a quick three or four drinks, his blood alcohol level spikes sharply. This can be extremely exhilarating, particularly for someone who has a genetic predisposition to alcoholism. But it only occurs while blood alcohol levels are actively rising, and that only continues if the drinker keeps drinking. When he stops, not only does his blood alcohol level plateau and then start to sink, but his body begins to produce a variety of toxins as it metabolizes the ethanol already consumed. He also starts to experience alcohol withdrawal as the anxiety systems that were suppressed during intoxication start to hyper-respond. A hangover is alcohol withdrawal, which quite frequently kills withdrawing alcoholics, and it starts all too soon after drinking ceases. To continue the warm glow and stave off the unpleasant aftermath, the drinker may just continue to drink until all the liquor in his house is consumed, the bars are closed, and his money is spent. This was an excerpt from chapter 1 of Dr. Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life An antidote to chaos, a book, which I'm rereading here in 2019 and sharing with you here on the amateur psychologist podcast. Why, why am I uh, rereading this? Uh, well, uh, Actually, applying some of the the principles uh, some of the rules of this book have changed the way that I approach a lot of my work. Uh, much more uh, focused on results and focused on my character and what skills I might attain. And that's been uh, a real practical stepwise improvement for me. When in doubt, I try to improve my character and my skill and pay attention to the results, whether that's in my relationships or in business, and let all of that speak for itself. So how does that relate to this passage I just read from chapter one, which is stand up straight with your shoulders back? There's a long elucidation beginning with um, a history comparing The human brain to lobster brains. But this is a look at where our systems of motivation can malfunction with a particular focus on positive feedback loops. Positive feedback loops aren't always positive, it just means the word positive just means that something is being increased or amplified just as a speaker and a microphone can feedback upon itself. And when I reflect on some of the principles that I've applied while reading this book, that is exactly what is happening. I have created positive feedback loops in several areas of my life and that has allowed me to uh, reap certain um, gains um, not only from the habits that I might have built, but also from the skills that I have attained that often in combination with those habits produce even more interesting capabilities and results. And so the practical takeaway here is that we can pay attention to positive feedback loops because these can have compounding results. Compounding is one of the most interesting concepts to consider, whether you take an approach to skill acquisition, to some kind of learning, to some kind of, um, to some kind of knowledge gain. Of course, it also uh, has many applications in the investment realm, but that is not where I like to go. I like to stay in my lane as much as possible while also exploring and trying to learn. And that's why I have brought this short passage today to the amateur psychologist. The practical takeaway is to think about what positive feedback loops you are feeding and to notice certain positive feedback loops that may have a negative impact on you the example given in the passages about drinking and alcoholism but paying attention to even a small positive feedback loop that's having a negative impact on you aka a bad habit might be one approach to improving your life the removal of that small bad habit that small positive feedback loop that's having a negative impact on your life. And then peeling back the next negative positive feedback loop and the next and the next. Thank you, Jordan Peterson, for giving us 12 rules for life, an antidote to chaos. And that has been the episode for Amateur Psychologist. I'll see you next time.